Faringo Celes con Spiderman. This is episode 284 for February 2014. Okay, time for reviews. We've got two issues of Superior uh, Spider-Man this uh, show. We've got uh, number 25 and number 26. Michael, I haven't said this in a while. Take us through this one. Well, uh, well, we weren't doing this when I was on the show before, but still. Hence, I haven't said it in a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this is the conclusion to Darkest Hours. Uh, yeah. Or darkest hours as the uh, as the cover on this one because it kind of hides the uh, the H uh, yeah on that which, also, which actually the, works the, even better uh, the super Spider Man is what it says actually if you, if you can. <laughs> who, who, who's doing the who's doing this I mean really seriously really are oh, you gonna damn are you gonna really we're starting the show off like that are you getting, <laughs> no are you giving me notes while I'm doing this seriously I mean welcome oh back. <laughs> <laughs> dreams were your ticket out. Up your oh nose with a rubber hose. Oh, <laughs> I was... Anyways, no, this is the conclusion to, to the big Venom storyline, where not only do we see the superior Venom fighting the Avengers and eventually getting freed uh, thanks to Tony Stark uh, and you know teaming up with, of all people, Flash Thompson, which is something I don't think any of us would have ever thought to say out loud together. Right. In the background of all that, you have the, the Goblin War heating up and uh, Carly Cooper uh, apparently really getting into lizard makeup. Because, um, uh, you know, yeah. kind of hot for Ramos, but still. But more than anything, Otto Octavius uh, Peter is freed and we get the sense that a certain real Peter Parker is still kicking around in there, which was actually a pretty epic way to end it. And uh, it's just further proof that Aunt May and her new husband are really annoying uh, right there at the end. So, <laughs> so what, what's your grade on it, sir? What do you like? Uh, I'm going to give this a solid... Uh, I'm going to give this an A, actually. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. As far as finishing off this storyline and being satisfied, you know... And just reading, you know, like I missed the first part, but I read the, the last three, and really, with the with the little catching you up thing at the beginning of the issue, I, I you know, I, I was kind of up to speed with everything that was going on. No, it was just kind of cool to see for me, uh, Otto having to deal with the symbiote mm-hmm. and realizing that he wasn't controlling it; it was ultimately controlling him. And I, th- I think Slot pulled that off well. And I think all of the other little subplots with the goblins, with Carly Cooper, with, uh, you know, with and that dramatic moment. I mean, the moment Peter showed up, I was like, hot damn, that's awesome. You know, yeah. if I'd been following this for two years, that would have been an epic moment. And I mean, it still was, but it probably would have had more resonance. No, I absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. 
So we have an A out of Michael. I'm going to give it a B. George, what would you give it? Uh, I would give this one an A. And, wow, higher than me. Uh, JR, what's your grade? C. Ooh, wow. All right. A, B, and C. At least there's no Ds and Fs. Let's go around the horn for pros. Michael, what's your biggest pro of the book? Uh, br- biggest pro of the book was that it was a satisfying conclusion to the story. And, and that sounds like maybe a weird pro, but everything was paid off that needed to be paid off within the within the, within the the story of the symbiote and, and Otto. Right. George, what's some pros out of you? The uh, the superior uh, venom, you know I don't I don't like venom. Right. <laughs> this fight was epic. I love yeah. this fight. You know, the superior venom I enjoyed very much, and um, I think I think Ramos did a fantastic job with it. And um, I also enjoy what uh, Slot has done with Cardiac. This entire superior, you know, and the entire run of superior. You know, I I hope that Cardiac gets to speak uh, or gets to uh, stick around. And my last pro is that Carly's a deformed creature, so does that mean we can kill her now? <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about that. I didn't think the goblin formula deformed your face. JR, you're my goblin expert. What's that about? <laughs> well, uh, gra- granted she's an improvement, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, you know, I'm sure that, well, whoever the goblin is, uh, I- I'm sure that the-, the goblin formula can be adjusted to do anything that... The, the, the perpetrator wants it to. Uh, the problem I had with it was that it, it just reminded me too much of the, the the Joker's typical chemical attack, you know, where she has the the big smile and everything, and you know, it wasn't so it wasn't so much gee, I've never seen the Goblin formula do that before. It was, uh, gee, someone's borrowing the Joker's old tricks. Right, right. Uh, what's your pro, Jr.? What do you like? What do you like about it? Well. I really didn't have one, and I don't want, you know, I didn't hate the issue or loathe the issue, but I just thought it was, you know, I've got, you know, some cons on it. I That kind of robbed it of any sort of real enjoyment, I mean, but I, I just thought it was very average and mediocre. Right. All right, any other pros before we move on to cons it's, that hasn't been discussed yet? Okay, let's move on to cons. JR, you had the biggest cons with it, with giving it a C. Let's hear you talk about the cons. First of all, let me ask you a question. It's not uh, yeah. a con or a negative. I don't know. It's not a con or a negative thing, but why is Flash's life now dependent on uh, being connected with the symbiote? Was that explained like in his series or something? Because I don't think that's ever been, other than Brock having cancer, I don't think you know being joined with the symbiote has ever been a condition of somebody staying alive. You know, except when Brock had cancer. So why does Flash need it to stay alive? That's a good question. Maybe the longer the symbiote's on you. Well, I, I guess I don't know. Well, Gargan would have had it for longer than Flash has had it by this time. Yeah, that's true. So I, I just wondered. I mean, did they explain it in the vid? You know, maybe maybe no, our I, listenership I mean, I, out there knows. Because <laughs> I don't, and I read the Venom series. I, I bet it was something that was probably that. from the Venom series, but it was probably like early on or something. Or maybe they just made it up. Yeah, <laughs> they really did. Shocking. Uh, well, my, as far as my cons, I mean, you know, I got about three of them. One, I, I am just sick of the Avengers showing up all the time in this title. I mean, I just, I know that 
I know theoretically and for a story reason, I guess it makes sense since he's an Avenger and, you know, now he's making them all look bad. But Jesus Christ, it's like what? Because they have a billion dollar movie that there's a decree that not only is there a dozen, are there a dozen Avengers titles, but they have to show up in everything else. Uh, just just sick of them. You know, I mean, it's like this is, you know, I, I like I buy a book to read about Spider-Man. You know, and uh, you know, I just, I just hate all these other superheroes guest starring in, in his book. Um, well, it's been kind of boiling in the background how his membership in the Avengers is being on the line because of all of his bad behavior. I, and they, yeah, I understand that, but I'm just, yeah. But even before this, though, they kept showing. Yeah. You know, it just was, mm-hmm. it was tiring. And, and like I said, I don't think you. Uh, that, that's another story, but uh, okay. I didn't like them calling Carly Monster. That's the best you can do. <laughs> That's the best you can do. Well, well, forced editorial mandate was too long of a name for a character. <laughs> What's a, what, here? Let's run, run around some uh, besides forced editorial mandate goblin. Uh, what would be some better names than monster? Uh, Car- Carly goblin? Uh, no. Um, Ever changing hair color goblin? <laughs> well, goblin bitch would be better. Than- <laughs> Wow. Goblin bitch. I like that. That's not bad. Michael, you got one? Carlage. Carlage. Yeah. <laughs> Maximum carlage. I like it. How about cartilage? Uh, cartilage. No. <laughs> the Goblin Queen. Oh, no. That's been used already. Yeah, Goblin bitch. I like it. Go ahead, Jerry. You got one more. Well, one one more was, you know, and then when, like, uh, everybody, you know, starts smashing, you know, Doc Ock spider bots, it's like... Now, come on. Would they really be at, you know, arm's length with everybody that, you know, they could smash them like that? I mean, come on. Doc's way too smart for that. That's stupid. I mean, you don't have surveillance. I mean, you know, go to your typical grocery. You know, I mean, are surveillance cameras like right where you can smash them? No, you'd have to get a ladder and hit them in, exactly. the, in the ceiling. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Um, Mr. Bailey, any cons for you? I think I know one, and it's one of mine, too, but I'm going to let you say it. Uh, these freaking ads are pissing me yep. off. Yeah, they're like a centerfold with no nudity. Well, it, 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 well, that, well <laughs> that, that's a problem on a number of levels. No, just, you know, I don't mind house ads. In fact, I'm, I'm a really big fan of house ads, especially kind of when I read, like, an older comic. And, you, yeah. and sometimes the house ads are pretty epic, as a matter of fact, and they're really there to kind of sell, you know, other products. And, and the win- to be fair, the Winter Soldier ad is really dynamic. It's really kind of cool looking. It's got a 60s uh, mystique to it that, that I really like. But the problem is, is that in the middle of the comic, and maybe this is just to get people to read digital more than anything else, but in the middle of the comic... I've got this thing that folds out. It has nothing to do with the comic I'm reading. And then at the end of the comic, it's you got the same thing. And I was just, after a couple issues of that, I was just like, I got to issue 26, and I was like, thank God this is over. Um, oddly enough, my, my cons kind of line up uh, with with JR. I really didn't like the everyone turning on the, uh, the, the spider bots thing. It just, it maybe it's because... I, I really don't know a whole lot about that aspect of the series yet, so it, it seemed a little weird uh, that people would have at one point accepted that these things were around, and now oh oh this is this is my bridge too far. He's a pervert. Blah blah blah. And 
the thing with uh, the thing with Flash being dependent on on the Venom uh, on the symbiote that it's like on one hand it makes sense on the other ah, it just feels like forced for the sake of the story. Uh, and I really don't like the way Wolverine looks through, like, this entire issue. <laughs> there is just something really off. One, I guess he's now, they've kind of Hugh Jackmaned him in the comics, mm-hmm. uh, where he's basically as tall as everybody else. Like, when you look at the, you know, you have this epic shot of Flash getting the symbiote again. And okay. and, and, and George is right. The art in, in this battle and throughout this whole issue was just amazing. And then you have the next page with all the Avengers standing around, and they all look like they're the same height. And it, it just it feels generic. It doesn't feel like there is a, a difference between them. All the men look the same. All the women look the same. So it's kind of a right. kind of a, a seesaw with the art. Uh, but having said that, I really like what Ramos is doing with the goblins. Yeah, and his Venom I thought looks amazing too. I liked his Venom a lot. One one con I had and that hasn't been said yet is the Mary Jane scene where she says, "Oh, I know you're back now. Um, I can feel it," and and that just felt off to me a little bit. How do, what has he done since um, he last saw her that that has made her change her mind that he's back and I can feel that you're back? I I just didn't feel that. Well, Mary Jane has been written stupid this whole Superior yeah. Spider-Man arc. So, I mean, I agree with you. When you look at it that way, oh, yeah, that really is dumb. But then again, it's no different than how she's been portrayed for the last year. Yeah, well, longer than that. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, any other thoughts before we move on to the next one, Bruce? I didn't have any cons except that Carly's alive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, George, do you like her as a villain more? No, I don't like her. Only, you just don't like her at all. Only in the sense I mean, that we, she may possibly get killed <laughs> if Otto happens to like decide to end her and snuff her like a candle. That's the, that's her most value to me. Okay, all right then. Uh, we've got uh, Superior Spider-Man number twenty-six now. Uh, this one is written by Mister Slot and Mister. Uh, oh, just by Mister Slot. Okay, it's got multiple pencilers on it. That's what I'm. I'm getting confused. Mister Ramos, Rodriguez, and Martin. Yeah, it was a slow. This. It was a slow month of internet fighting. So Dan's like it's stacked <laughs> by himself. Stop, um, George. You're going to take this one. Give me a summation. All right. So uh, after a short buildup, the Goblin War finally erupts uh, between the Goblin King and Hobgoblin and uh, all their forces, all their little their little armies. Of course, uh, Hobgoblin has his army of uh, villains, including that uh, eight ball guy. I know. Oh my God! April <laughs> from the seventies, Ghost Rider. And, and, and here's this. No, he was from Sleepwalker. You're thinking of the 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 guy with the eye that rode the motorcycle? No, that's a different oh, guy. Oh, I totally missed. This is a, oh, this is is a that... Sleepwalker villain. What's funny about that oh, though is that I've never seen this because I didn't read Sleepwalker, and I just I saw did. a dude with an eight ball head, and I was like, hell yeah! I want to know this dude's story. But I got eight ball confused with eyeball. I see. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns, and I thought this dude was just somebody who was in there, but no. I mean, it, uh, I think yeah. it was, uh, oh, I think it was Andrew uh, in his review pointed it out, and I was like, dude, that wow, he actually exists. Okay, that's kind of cool. I, I this, that's a cool yeah. look. I don't, you know. But anyway, um, and of course, Goblin King has his little, you know, cherub children or whatever, and and uh, so casualties keep mounting on both sides. You know, no sides really getting an upper hand. So the Goblin King calls a ceasefire. 
So he and uh, <clears throat> quote unquote Kingsley can battle man to man to settle everything. And Hobgoblin gets some good shots in early on, uh, all the while mocking uh, the Goblin King, accusing him of being hairy, which Goblin King really doesn't like. Uh, and then um, the king turns the tables on him, starts you know fighting back, reveals his scarred chest to try to prove that he's Norman without showing his face, uh, and then you know to suggest he was impaled by the glider, and that's the scar. Of course, the scar we've seen before, and it's look it's like a giant kind of looking like cross. It's thing. like an a- it's yeah. like an X. This is a dent. Right. This is like a yeah. This is like something Tony Stark had done, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, so. While you have the Goblin uh, King laying claim, or you know, uh, or pardon me, not uh, laying claim, but he he eventually kills the Hobgoblin. Now there's a and Jr. Back me up on this point, but there's a point where um, when the Hobgoblin suddenly realizes, oh, I think this really is Norman, and he freaks out and goes coward. That to me was my big tip off that it wasn't Kingsley. Because you know, because the Kingsley's a lot of things. Terrified of Norman Osborn ain't one of them. No, no, he wouldn't have. Uh, he wouldn't. And, he, he wouldn't have flinched. You know, yeah. uh, finding out that it was really Norman. So that was my big tip off. I was like, okay, that's not Kingsley. Of course, you know, going into the fight, we should have known this isn't Kingsley. Um, but, he, but yeah, Goblin kills Kingsley, or not Kingsley, Hobgoblin. Um, Lays claim to all the Hobgoblin's minions, and then Phil. The Goblin Knight discovers that it's not Kingsley, but he keeps that uh, close to the vest. He doesn't reveal that. Meanwhile, the Avengers track Spider-Man down uh, as he's about to take on an AIM facility. And, uh, but then the Avengers wind up taking out the facility and uh, taking down Spider or uh, Otto's uh, Spiderlings. Um, and then take him back to the HQ to demand explanations for all his shenanigans uh, that, you know, that he's been pulling, like erasing his medical records and uh, of course, he claims he erased um, uh, his bio and you know his psychological scans to keep his identity a secret because only three people know his identity, and that's it. he doesn't want to go any further than that. He comes up with some good excuses. It's basically self-preservation, right. but then that doesn't really jive with the team, so he just decides to uh, quit the team, and he does so by jumping out the window. Right. Um, and then the Avengers just, just kind of watch on. Um, so... Uh, also, the other story we have occurring here is the one drawn by Marcos Martin, whose style I really don't care for. But uh, you have Peter struggling with doubt in the mindscape, uh, but then he finds his inner strength again when he realizes that all the fragmented visions that he's seeing um, show that he never gives up, you know, and he's resolved to find a way to return and, uh, and thwart uh, Dr. Octopus. Um, now, for me... The goblin-on-goblin fight is the strongest part of the book. Uh, Again, to tie back to what Michael said a minute ago, um, what he's doing with the goblins is phenomenal. Um, The dialogue could have been better. I was was reading it, and I was like, you know, this – it's it's more generic villain banter, and it's not really worthy of Osborne or Kingsley. And then I realized we're not seeing Osborne and Kingsley. (laughs) We're we're seeing whoever the hell's in in Hobgoblin's outfit, and either Vin uh, Gonzalez or Stanley Osborne. That's that's George's theory, by the way. That'll be interesting to discuss with the others about Vin Gonzalez or Stanley, right? Uh, Harry's uh, son. But go ahead. Uh, so, so on the one hand, I was like, well, this this dialogue doesn't jive. But then I'm like, but that's not these two people. Um, so, th- if that had been Norman, Norman definitely would have pulled off the mask and made sure he had just killed Roderick Kingsley. He would have. Um, so it's not obviously that was that that's the big thing. Another big thing telling us that it's not Norman. Um, Anyway, uh, where in this were, were Menace and Monster? Where were Carly and Lily? 
You know, in the background, I guess. No, I don't no, know. No, they're not there at all. I mean, you just had them go out with Phil in the last issue um, and take on some of Hobgoblin's thugs. And now in this issue, we have Phil, no Carly, no no Lily. Where the hell are they? Yeah. You know, I mean, we can't kill them off if you if you don't bring them to the book. Right. <laughs> um, I guess so. The the uh, the art. The art's inconsistent uh, because the difference between the three styles between uh, Marcos Martin, Ramos, and Javier Rodriguez is glaring. Yeah. Uh, it really is, and I know a lot of people like Martin, you know. And I, I, I again, I, I'm not a big fan of that style, but you know, if, if just this should have just been all Ramos, you know, and it, it would have flowed a lot better, I think. Um, it wouldn't have been as distracting. Like the, maybe, and, and, maybe he didn't. He didn't need some help. Maybe he needed some help this month. I don't know. Right, right. But Pete, the Peter parts and the mindscape, um, it went on too long. Uh, I, I think a couple of pages could have probably gone, in, you know, into more um, of, of the goblin fight itself, or or even better, give us a Otto versus the Avengers, you know, some kind of action. Because, and I'm like Jr. I don't want to see the Avengers in here anymore. I love the Avengers. When Peter comes back, I don't want Peter doing anything Avengers-related. Oh, I don't know, forever. <laughs> We've, it's, we get it. It's done. Let, let's be done with it now. You know, I mean, let's just move on. I enjoyed it when they were fighting uh, Superior Venom because Superior Venom was doing really good against people like Thor. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool, but, you know. So I, overall, I'm going to give this a B-. minus. Uh, it, sure. it was enjoyable. Despite the missed opportunities of, uh, of an actual Norman versus Kingsley fight, I was really spoiling, man, for a Goblins at the Gate Part 2. But I'm glad, I guess, in, in retrospect, we didn't get that. I mean, it, it's hard to top Stern. So, yeah, I agree. Um, so we got a B-minus out of you. Let's go around the horn yeah. and hear the rest of them. Bailey, what's your grade? Uh, I'll give this one a solid B. Okay, and JR? I gave it a B as well. Yeah. Uh, pros out of you two fellas. Who wants to go first? All right, I'll pick. Jr. <laughs> goblins obviously is a pro for oh, you. Yeah, There's goblins yeah, everywhere. Yeah, I always love a good goblin throwdown. And as far as they go, yeah. you know, this wasn't a bad one. Although, like George says, you know, became fairly obvious that it, neither one was the real one, and we still haven't really had that 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 true knockdown between Osborne and Kingsley. Um, you know, my big pro is that finally bailing out of the Avengers. That was long, long, long overdue. I mean, you know, when Bendis kicked off the new Avengers a years ago, for a year, several years ago, I was all for Spidey being an Avenger for a few years. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was something that was just—it was wasted. It was just the potential was inexcusably wasted. And Spider-Man was virtually ignored, you know, because he was just in yeah. there to crack a joke or so, you know. And so, you know, he should have—he should have walked out at the end of Siege. You know, when Tony Stark was still in the big party, you know, saying, hey, sorry, I act like a fascist douche, you know, and tried to ruin. <laughs> I tried to ruin all your lives. Now, who's the guy who ordered the pizza with the anchovies? Come on. Uh, you know, Spider-Man, I mean, after all Stark did and put Park Peter through, Spidey should knocked out his teeth, shit down his throat, and told him what he could do with the Avengers. Wow. So, you know. What do you really think? <laughs> but no, it's just that whole the whole civil. Well, that's another thing. That whole civil war thing just left a real bad taste in my mouth. Thoughts about the scar, Jr. That's not the scar. That's a dent. Yeah, I know. It's like a crater, isn't it? It's uh, a crater. Yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. That, that that I figure is just an artist not you know not paying attention to what somebody else has done. You know, they do it all the time. 
Yeah, I, I don't and, think it's anything of any significance or anything to worry about. It's just, you know, a typical artist not bothering to do any research. And another thing when I read it, I, I wanted to instantly ask you what you thought of where uh, the Hobgoblin is trash-talking the Green Goblin. And he goes, you must be that other one, the disappointment, Harry. And then the Goblin goes, what? How dare you say that about my dot, dot, dot. So who could it be if it's not Harry? That eliminates Harry, obviously. Well, I think here, here's 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 my here's guess, and and I'm I'm certainly no uh, Christodomus or whatever, but uh, right now I think I think the Green Goblin is Gabriel Stacy, and okay. I think that what it was was how dare you say that about my brother, um, because Norman Norman is pretty hard on Harry, and but Norman would not let anybody realize that they got under his skin like that. You know, I mean, it's it's he he wouldn't he he wouldn't you know give it up like that that it would that it would bother him coming out of somebody else. I mean, it's like family. You can say what you want about your own family, but you don't want anybody else saying anything about him. Um, but I don't think Norman would have tipped his hand that it that and let a foe know that it was something that bothered him. So I mean, that tells me it's not Norman. And but when you think about it, it's like well, who else? And you know, I'm I'm th- you know thinking that Gabriel is saying how dare you know how dare you talk about my brother that way? So. Now, George, talk a little bit about your theory how it could be possibly Stanley, which we know nothing about. Because when I, we were talking on text, I thought it could be Normie Osborne, you know, aged or something like that. But you threw out Stanley, yes. who we know nothing about. Okay. Um, of course, Stanley is uh, Harry and Lily's baby, yeah. Norman's uh, grandson. And if we are considering the fact that if we're if we're Entertaining the possibility that it's Normie and that it's been some sort of aging formula or some sort of aging side effect in the Goblin formula. Well, it did that to Gabriel and the, right. the Stacey then, then, twins. Then we, yeah. can, then we can look at it and say Stanley's a possibility. Here are two things pointing to Stanley's uh, as a possibility. Number one, yeah. all through the Superior Spider-Man, and of course, you know, I've only, you know, I, I had the benefit of reading these all at once. Okay. So, you know, it's like watching a series, you know, back to back. You you pick up on stuff and you remember stuff more often. Um, all through this series, Otto has defended children. And, and, and he has gone to great lengths to try to help kids. There is a recurring theme here of Otto, you know, having a soft spot for kids. The other thing that we know is that Otto will kill people now. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, I, what, I'm, what I'm wondering is, what if this leads us to... Otto, as superior, killing the Goblin King and then finding out it was a kid. Hmm. Um, and not only that, you know, so that that hurts Otto. I mean, that's going to screw with Otto, first of all. Maybe even leading to Peter being able to, to find a window to come back through just on, on that one thing. And then suddenly, on the guilt. Yes, yeah. and then suddenly now, Norman is, how pissed is Norman? Right, at Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that's I think that's why that, it's, that's why it's a great theory I think I think that's why possibly it could be Stanley. The other thing is I think it may be Vin Gonzalez, and I think that's backed up by a superior team up number nine, and uh, in which um, Spider-Man, Daredevil, and the Punisher are all together. Um, they're facing a bad guy who's talking to Norman through a headset, and Norman doesn't respond to him because he doesn't want Daredevil to hear his voice because he'll recognize it. Daredevil, of course. Uh, now, Vin thinks that Daredevil saved him when in actuality it was Peter from way – how many years ago was that now? Three, four? Brand new day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, oh. So that's the other thing that makes me think that 
now, how that jibes with him saying, Harry, how dare you say that about my dot, 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 I can't really tell you because Harry, last time, I, as far as I know, Harry tasered him the last time he saw him. <laughs> so <laughs> you don't have to fill in the gap there. But I think your Stanley one's great. Yeah. I really – Jared, what's your thoughts on that? Michael, too. Uh, I would say that's – I would say that's highly unlikely, but I'm not going to completely discount it. One doesn't completely discount anything in comic books. <laughs> Yeah, ba- Bailey. Any thoughts about who's behind the goblin mask? Is it, or are we just? Is it so obvious uh, that Norman it is? I, I, I like the Gabriel theory. I really do yeah. because one, it, it it calls back to something that you know, like sins past, hates sins past. It happened, and to kind of ignore that in favor of bringing Harry back, and then not talking about the Stacy twins. Because it kind of takes away from, you know, Harry being the the only son. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it kind of calls back to that. And it, it, it makes, it, it would be a good reveal. It really would. I, I like, on the other hand, I really like George's theory, too. Because yeah. both both play out to a really good comic book story. Right. And, you know, my, you know, my pros for this issue are... I like the feeling of leading to something really huge amongst the goblins. Now, that is saying that as somebody who doesn't have a particular love for the goblins, I mean, I wasn't around for the Stern run, so I never really got to know the original Hobgoblin. And I like the Green Goblin. I I think he's a great villain. But, you know, I I just don't have the history with the character to, to be like, you know, you know, it's not like Lex Luthor, who I have a lot of uh, right. personal experience with. So as somebody kind of just jumping into this, this is a really cool build-up to a story. And yeah. it's what I want out of a comic book. I want to come to a comic, read it, and go, i gotta, I got to read what's coming up next. Mm-hmm. That, that, this book did that, I agree. So that, that, that's my pro. Yeah. Okay. Uh, have, where were we with the pros and cons? Do we do the cons yet, or no? No. Uh, okay, let's go around for. Do we have any more pros that we want to talk about? Okay, let's go to cons. What didn't we like besides the huge crater and the chest drawn wrong? <laughs> do you think anybody besides us saw that? I mean, besides spider geeks. No, I think anybody who understands what a scar looks like would see that. <laughs> That's a dent. That's not a scar. I don't get it. Anyway, it's comics because, yeah. Uh, cons, uh, Bailey, any cons? What do you got? I, I didn't like the, the hopscotching of artists. I think yeah. I thought it was very distracting, especially the Avengers art was, yeah. outside of Spider-Man, was probably the poorest in the entire, uh, of the issue. I kept going, can we go back to Ramos? Because he's really kicking ass on this title. Mm-hmm. And my other con would be, Slot had the subtlety of a of a knee to the plane with this <laughs> with with the Peter sequence. I like the idea of Peter going through key moments in his life. I don't like the reusing of the original art. I think that's hey, look with computers today, we can do that kind of stuff. I'd rather see the artist redrawing it. Because I think that looks better, personally. It's not as distracting. No, 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 that that was Martin. He redrew it. That isn't Ditko. No, I I thought it was another one of those things where they... See, 
No, no, they didn't. They didn't cut and paste. Okay. It. No. no, no, that's that's really so, uh, mea, mea culpa on that. But it's all good. It's all good to have all of that lead to Peter going. All of these memories, they're my most dramatic moments. It's just like really, you know. I got that <laughs> from seeing them. You didn't right. need to tell me that. Right. So he didn't trust us as an audience to get what he was saying, and I didn't like that. So those are my okay. cons. Okay. Uh, JR, your cons. Uh, got a couple. Uh, one yeah. is uh, the end with the end with the hobgoblin not being Kingsley. Uh, I mean, that's getting old. This whole, you know, they and they do it with the jackal all the time too. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it is King. It is Kingsley's mo. He has sent several hobgoblin dupes to their deaths, so, so it's perfectly within character, within continuity, or every in anything. And it's always it's also within character or continuity for you know jackals to be clones and stuff. But you know, once you see it pulled all the time, you just kind of get tired of it. You know, uh, so that's that's kind of one. Uh, it, it reminded me when I read it. I'm like, that's the same thing they did with the Kingpin a few issues ago, where he had a fat guy in the basement just in case he gets caught. That yeah. was crazy. I know. I mean, that that this was almost the same trick. You know, I, I have multiple people to die for me, so I don't have to die. That just seems like a the same trick pony. Yeah, no, it, no. It, it is. As a, as a story, it's a one trick pony. I mean, like, it makes yeah. sense for the characters maybe, but story wise, it, it it gets old. Uh, yeah. My other con is that I'm wondering whether this thing about, you know, they made a comment about Peter not having all of his memories. In yes, uh, yeah. that, uh, you know, I, I almost wonder if they're going to do that, do, you know, something with that as a kind of another backdoor reboot of the character. You know, I mean, yeah, or, I worried about that. Too. You know, yeah. for example, he won't have memories of uh, he only has certain memories and then the ones that auto peaked into. So, you know, he won't remember the depth of his relationship with Mary Jane. Well, except for the whacking off, I guess, that Otto did that one time. Uh, <laughs> you know, so he won't have the depths of feeling for Mary Jane, you know, so that, you know, so he'll be more amenable to screwing more women, and, you know, Marvel can rewrite him to so he can relate more to cool, young, hip people or things of that when nature. I, when I read that also, I'm like, well, he's going to forget the marriage, and then I was like, oh, crap, he's already forgotten the marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I kind of but, wonder if it's a, almost like a, a kind of a backdoor retooling of the character. Yeah, give him the mind of a 20-year-old or something like that, as opposed to a 30-year-old is what he has been in the past. I, I, I kind of like th- his current girlfriend, you know, even though it's with Otto. I, I really like that. Yeah, we know, hadn't even seen her for two issues. Sure. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm kind of upset by that because I really, you know, of the two issues I saw, I was just like, wow, that's a really strong romantic interest for slot. I, I tell you, she is infinitely more interesting and appealing as a character than Carly. Yeah. She is popular with the Crawleys a couple last month. She ranked high among the best. Was she number one? I, she might have been with the uh, the best new character. I hope she gets to stick around at least as a friend of Peter. I mean, I yeah. think that it's a character that is, is – this is one of the strongest supporting character slots ever created for this title. I agree. I, I like it. <clears throat> and one reason is because it's an organic character. The uh-huh. character yeah. – it, 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 it was an organic – you know, it was – 
it totally was within the story. It wasn't like everyone was saying, you know, gee, Peter, look at the, you know, you ought to really get on with this dwarf. You have a lot in common with her, you know, and. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was it, it, she totally fit the story. The attraction between him, you know, was was very natural within the, the confines of the story. It wasn't like you know the writer hammering over uh, over the head that this is a perfect match for Peter. You know, look how wonderful she is. When I was reading, when I was going back and reading all those those issues, there was that one scene when when Otto is introducing her to May and Jonah Senior or Jay. Mm-hmm. And then May makes those comments, and then Otto freaks out and everything. And I was like, you know, and you feel bad for Anna. At the same time, I didn't hate Aunt May because that's how old people are. Yeah, yeah. that old is Old people true. just speak their minds. They're not trying to be mean to you, but they grew up in an era where people just said what the, what the you know, what WTF <laughs> they think. Unlike you just did right now. <laughs> What? Hey, I didn't. I didn't drop the f bomb. I know you didn't, but you you came off. You I came did, close I, to dropping like, the blonde you know off the bridge. But you know what I liked about that scene because it yeah. really spoke to Otto's character that he responded so strongly to it. Because yeah. one, he was. It just seemed like he was insulted in general that she would say that. But two, he cares about this woman, right? And and he wants to defend her. It, you know, and and Peter may not have had that same reaction because of how much he loves his Aunt May, but Otto could give a rip. You know, it's just like it's it, it's it's basically your old girlfriend talking smack about your new girlfriend. Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll go even further than that, and I'll say that to me it showed sloth or sloth. Slot? Oh no! It showed slot. <laughs> Rocky Road. Well, I was trying to say slot's growth, and it came out sloth. <laughs> Nice goonies, yeah, very nice. Hey, you guys! I'll <laughs> be oh, yeah, a hater. You watch somebody will call. Uh, oh no! no. It, awesome. Show slut has some growth on this title because for the first time, he made me feel bad and give a damn about a supporting character that he created out of whole cloth. Yeah, that hasn't happened before with anything I've ever seen slot do on this title ever. And, and honestly, and, and I'll tell you what, another takeaway from this, another legacy, other than Kingsley, you know, kicking it in Paris and getting the, getting the nail chicks, you know, who, uh, French girls that don't shave their pits, <laughs> is, uh, you know, the, the other takeaway from this is that he has done a lot of good for Otto. Oh, yeah. He's, he, Otto's been written the best in what? Since the 80s. This is the best. And I think everyone, I think everyone here, I think everyone here will agree now that Otto is the most interesting Spider-Man villain now, and way more interesting than Norman. Right, JR? Oh, he's thinking. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he's, flipping, he's flipping the... <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of flippage in this show, my, Bailey. Wait, well, let, me, <laughs> let me ask you a question to, 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 to you guys who have a lot more experience with this. It seemed to me from an outsider looking in. Uh, and, and I really get this feeling, especially after reading the first Superman versus the Amazing Spider-Man special, that after Norman died, mm-hmm. Otto was basically the default arch enemy. Yes. Yeah. Is that a fair statement? Mm-hmm. Well, he's the, uh, the Goblin died before I started reading Spider-Man. So uh, he's, Otto's always been number one. For me, until Venom. Well, came in the out. '80s, it was uh, it was Hobgoblin. He, I, at least in my mind, Otto was always number one in Hobgoblin. Uh, in, in the '80s, seriously, in the, at least from like the point where the Hobgoblin was introduced, which is what '83, '84. 
yeah. um, or 82. Uh, he did way more in the books than uh, – than, But then the in the 90s. Way, way more cons- – oh, in the 90s. The 90s, Hob- then it was Venom. Yeah, everything, so, everything so, was, uh, was brains. So having read a bunch <laughs> of a bunch of the Spider-Man books from the mid-80s and seeing where – it seemed like around that time period, Otto went from being a threat to being just kind of a crazy person. Yeah. You know, crying, afraid, that whole thing. So, again, every time I've read Slot writing Otto, I've liked the character. Yeah. Like, I've appreciated who he is as a character and where his place is as, as, a, as a Spider-Man villain. Yeah. Oh, I, I definitely Here. agree that Slot has... Otto has been a, a very, very unevenly written character really throughout his entire really throughout his entire history mm-hmm. um, different writers have had some wildly divergent takes on on the character uh, and um, but I, I definitely I definitely agree with you that slot has written him better it's not so much I mean you know obviously I'm not going to sign off on you know Otto being more interesting than Norman but not just because Norman's my favorite <laughs> but because but because they're great villains because of the different ways they relate or they or the, the the relate to our hero. I mean, mm-hmm. they they don't really relate to the hero the same way. I mean, and and uh, you know, really in a way, Otto is the demented scientist, the sociopathic scientist that Peter Parker could have been. You know, had not Peter Parker had you know Ben and May and you know some other positive influences in his life. I mean, it's you know they're great villains because they impact. Our hero in different ways. So Norman, Norman is a more personal villain in the fact that he goes near the family, I think. But that was taken away when he forgot who the hell Peter and Spider Man are. Right. Well, they, 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 that, it's lost a little something. But also yeah. consider this: Norman is more of a global Marvel hero now than he is a Spider Man villain. Norman, Norman, because of you know uh, what was it? Um, what was the thing? Siege, siege, siege. siege, and what was the thing before that? All the dark, dark rain. crap. Dark rain. Dark rain. Dark rain. Dark yeah, rain. yeah. He is. He is. It's hard to make him just a Spider-Man villain again. Otto is wholly a Spider-Man villain still. Otto can still yeah. just be a Spider-Man villain and not be the big bad for the entire damn Marvel universe. And for me, right now, that makes Otto more important. I'm sorry, Jr. No, Nor- Norman's coming back to the family. No soup for you. <laughs> well, Norman's obviously coming back to the Spider Family because Bendis is off the Avengers. Yeah, I, I think Norman's. I think Norman's time as a uh, major Marvel Universe villain are probably done. Yeah. So here's another question, though. Otto, I, I I agree completely that Otto is the dark scientific reflection of Spider Man. Is the Green Goblin just the opposite of what you do with great power? There's. <sighs> The 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 you know it, the Green Goblin is the 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 disparate ways in which people react to the tragedies of their life. Norman uh, had a lot of issues and used that anger and bitterness and rage and hate and turned it on everybody. You know, it, it ate him alive. You know, and so he just he became a monster. 
Peter Parker experienced, you know, tragedy and, and horror and everything like that, but it didn't warp him. It didn't twist him. You know, he, he used it to, 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 you know, instead of dragging everybody down into his own private hell, you know, he used it to try to make the world better around him. So, you know, you have, you know, two people who have, I mean, they have entirely different life philosophies. And I think that's one reason why, why Norman, in a way, not so much hates him, but tries to turn him almost. You know, like when he tried to turn yeah. Peter, you know, brainwash him. And then that really weird-ass letter that he sent at the end of Marvel Nights, you know, where he said, you know what, you may think I really hate your guts, but I kind of like you. <laughs> I, I yeah. just think Norman loves that challenge of just trying to turn him. You know, trying to make, you know, here's... A, he wants to be the father. Well, yeah, the twisted father figure, but it's just yeah. that here's this goody two-shoes and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to turn him into me. Uh, and that's my ultimate revenge to make him think like me. So it's you know, he wants to be a freak like me, yeah. like the musical. <laughs> and, and Norman is, you know, Norman is like, I mean, and Norman likes being the Green Goblin. I mean, it's not, it, it's, it, you know, he he gets to play dress up in a in a strange way. He, you know, during the day, during the day, he's Norman Osborn, the proper businessman and you know leader of the community. And at night, he puts on the silly mask and he goes and he just beats the shit out of people. So. <laughs> There's that. I mean, it's 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 a complex relationship. It's kind of hard to. Uh, no, you did a good job. Yeah, I but I mean, I like Otto too. I mean, I think Otto is. I and I like and I and you know Venom. Even though Venom's not my favorite character by any means, I appreciate. Kind of, you know, I understand why Venom is popular. You know, I mean, because, because when he was done right, I mean, he was he was total chaos. He was total power with no responsibility. You know, yeah. just utter. You know, you know the you know the Ayatollah rock and roller. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had no, you know, I mean, you know, Norman's always trying to control things. You know, and Otto is trying to convince everybody how brilliant he is, and you know, kneel before me because I am so smart. Venom, Venom, just you know, what is it? Venom is like I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. And eat, eat brains, yeah. yeah. So it's to that with Venom, and not done this crazy-ass lethal protector and stuff, they, they might have kept yeah. the great that, character. That was the left turn on Venom that ruined the character a lot. There is just something awesome about the evil opposite. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the exact evil opposite. You know, the reverse Flash, Bizarro, you know, all those types of characters... There is just something when you have a hero as iconic as Spider-Man, when you flip that, which I think is what, you know, in reading all the original Venom appearances, that's when that's when he was cool. And you're you're absolutely right. The moment Marvel said he's marketable and we need to make him an anti-hero is where you've basically neutered the character because yep. then you have to make him heroic and after that, it made all of the confrontations between Spider-Man and Venom kind of like, well, why are you even fighting? You're on the same side now. I mean, he was so evil. Remember when he escaped the vault and, and the McFarlane, like, 316, 317 of Amazing, where he just killed the guard by wrapping the, the symbiote around mm-hmm. him and strangled him? He's such an evil... He was, like, so evil. And then he... Now he's... I mean, that's saving... What, that 
first appearance, that first shadow appearance where he comes up on Mary Jane and scares the hell out of her. That was awesome. It was a great dramatic moment. And it it just not only, okay, not only do I hate you, I'm going to attack everything you care about. And then it's, and then it's, well, I'll, I'll destroy a bus full of nuns to save a kitten. I mean, who gives a crap? (laughs) And he's hanging clothes with Aunt May in, in the backyard. That was so creepy. Uh, anyway. All right. I think that was, that was a very good discussion hey, about hey, Galbraths. Yeah, go one, ahead. One more thing I want to I talk about, real, just real quick on Otto. Two okay. things I love about what Slot does with Otto as Peter, about Superior Spider-Man. Number one, I love the dialogue. Oh, God, I love the dialogue. I yeah. love it when he throws out those... Even the most cliched villain dialogue, you know, when he's calling people dolts and... Right. Oh, I love it. It's awesome. Number two, I love that he does, you know, like at, at critical moments, he will do the complete opposite of what you think Spider-Man should do. Like suddenly, you know, like, well, oh, what's a good moment or what's Otto going to do here? Oh, I don't know. Oh, hey, hey, look, he just punched Cap in the face <laughs> or or called somebody an idiot, you know, and then just yeah. jumped out of a bed. He is so, at, I don't want to say random because it's Otto, but it's like you're expecting Spider-Man to go one way, and then suddenly it's like, no, wait, it's right. Otto. And then the next thing you know, he's, he's shooting a guy in the head, you know, doing all yeah. kinds of crazy stuff. It is neat to see the 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 flip of the coin of what Spider-Man is. Yeah, I, I agree. That's one of the best parts about this series. And it's nice to see you two reading Spider-Man again. So I, I, I enjoy that. So. I didn't, I, I'll be honest. I didn't expect to like this as, as much as I did. I, that, I'm happy to I, hear George happy. I really That's what I like. Expect. Now, yeah. we'll see what happens when Peter comes back, because I still think there's a reason that this is selling so well for the first time ever, you know, since, since, since the whole OMD thing is because they screwed Peter up for years. But, they mishandled the character. But to be fair, having him off the table and then bringing him back and not really focusing on the things they focused on before might actually make it work. Cleansing of the palate, well, if you we'll will, see, I guess. I don't know. But, I mean, it's the same. It's going to be the same guy that, that I, you know, in my mind, mishandled him previously. So I've, I've got trepidation there. I'm a little less, or I'm kind of apprehensive. I, I'm not as anticipating a, something awesome after Peter comes back, just, just based on the track record. But I'll remain open-minded. How's that? JR, final thoughts on this episode about Peter coming back. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, it's you know hardly a surprise. We knew it was going to happen. Yeah. I'll be curious as to uh, how they eventually do do it. But you know, yeah. I, what I'm afraid of, I, I kind of share some of George. I sh- some share some of George's fears and trepidations about what will happen when this is over. Because you know, when 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 we're able when they had Otto with Spider Man, you know that was it meant holy cow, they're taking chances. They're doing something different. Whereas when they bring Peter back, how do they advertise it? Same old Parker luck. You know, are we going to go back to that sad sack of, you know, not being able to get a date, losing his shoes in a fight? I just, you know, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Right. Just kind of dumb, sad sack type crap. Can't get a date, can't get a job, you know? Well, it'll, he probably will be without the, his job at, uh, what's, what's it called? I can't think of the, the science building. Horizon Labs or now it's Parker it, Industries. But. He probably won't have that. That'll probably go under. His relationship with uh, Otto's girlfriend's done. <laughs> I, you know what? Let her take over Parker yeah. Industries. Well, that's true. She is Parker. Parker.